G man, G brother, hey Trent, G lover from another mother. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> what's yeah. up, my brother? <laughs> well, it's so good to see you. I know, man. It's been a while. Yeah. So <laughs> it hasn't. We're recording all episodes back to back. I'm sorry. I I, I can't lie. <laughs> Mom said not to lie. <laughs> oh well. I mean, if we're just breaking the veil, uh, it's time for me to do my episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We took a pee break. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Okay. So, oh, so Garrett, uh, yeah. you had something you wanted to talk to me about? Uh, I mean, yes. Um, I mean, if you can spare the time, of course. Of course, if you could spare the time. Well, um, I mean, as we went through on a previous episode, I'm kind of been going through and learning a lot about, like, cosmic truths. Yes. You know? So, uh, I was about to activate my Merkaba and go check out Venus. <laughs> I mean, it can't really wait. There's kind of like a vortex going on there right now, and I really wanted to see it in action. But I mean, I'm your friend. I mean, on be- the s- before you are like start, start going with spirit science and that stuff, I was your friend first. Right. Well, that's why you, you can ride my Merkaba. Oh, I didn't tell you that part. <sighs> I mean, I, that sounds fun, but I, I've been really, really want to talk to you about this thing. I want to talk. about. Okay. Well, let me hold on. Let me let me astral project. <laughs> Okay, it should be going on for a little while. Uh, I'll give you an hour. Okay, well, go ahead and start the timer. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. All right, let's get it going. Trent, as we have uh, uh, talked about before on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, I do have uh, a big thing that I like, and that is the world of wrestling. Ah, yes. So big I, fan myself. So welcome to your second class on the subject of wrestling. First, we talked about wrestling match types. We talked about that for an hour. Now, I want to talk about some of the wrestlers. Who goes into these matches and uh, and fights? And I want to talk about some of the oddest wrestlers that I could find. Um, Okay. I've gotten a good amount of lists here for uh, if you're if you're like a if you're a regular wrestling fan uh, who who is listening to this, you probably already heard a lot of these. But for Trenton, he's he's kind of a he, he, he's kind of green right now. He doesn't really know the business that well. I know I know an okay amount, but certainly not enough to be proud of. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm going to teach him some of this. So you get to see his reaction to some of these characters right here. Mm. Okay, so uh, Trent, we're going to uh, just jump right into one of the ones I have the most info on. Uh, Doink the Clown. <laughs> Doink. <laughs> uh, yeah, Good. Doink the Clown is one of the ones I usually don't like. Uh, you know wrestling? Did you know there was a Doink the Clown was a very established wrestler for years in the business? I like that one. Okay, so next. Okay, no, 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 no. Let me talk. Oh, I was okay. 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 <laughs> so Doink the Clown appeared in 1992, and Doink the Clown was a bad guy in the world of wrestling. As I know you know this, but for everyone else, a bad guy is known as the a what? A heel. Yes, it's a heel. And a and a good guy is called a what? A face. Yes, yes. Um, Ow. Freak that sharp, dude. Your desk is freaking sharp. What everything everything around me can be used as a weapon because I follow wrestling. Perforated my knee joint. Doing the Clown was played by Matt Bourne, and what he would do is he would play play very mean-spirited pranks on other wrestlers. Uh, some of the things he's done is he tripped other wrestlers with a tripwire. Uh, he likes to poke eyes, and one time he had a loaded prosthetic arm. That he tricked someone thinking that he was crippled, but it was filled with like batteries and rocks, and he beat the crap out of a wrestler crap. called Crush. He was he, he was very very scary. And uh, yeah, Doink. One of the things he did at WrestleMania Nine uh, was he was he even like tricked like his opponent by having a body double who looked just like him uh, while the while the uh, wrestling match was going. So he was able to fool him. Like there were two Doinks. There were two Doinks. So that's that, that's we we <laughs> need mo- we need more wrestlers like that that yes that like do mental tricks yeah yeah he, and that's like it, it, this was like and he they based the whole thing kind of like on the Joker kind of thing but mm-hmm. when you think of the Joker you think like really scary but like like scary looking dude but mm. instead it was like a regular looking clown that just acted like he was drunk the whole time <laughs> and hated the world it's good doink. As a heel was very, very, very cool to watch. He was very good, um, and like he wasn't really that si- like silly at all. Like he looked silly, but when you watch, it's like okay, this guy's good. Mm. Uh, in fact, Doink was so good, people actually started to kind of like him and cheer for him a little bit. Because mm. uh, in the world of pro- professional wrestling, it's very hard to stay as a bad guy forever. 
So eventually, Doink started to turn face with a uh, with a feud with Jerry the King Lawler. I'm sure you. Oh, I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. So Jerry Jerry Lawler was was wrestling. Doink tormented him with his new nickname called the Burger King, and people <laughs> all laughed at that. They all loved that. Um, and now, just when Doink was starting to get this like huge popular push, unfortunately, Matt Bourne was fired. Oh, why? Uh, drug abuse in the backstage areas. So, um, so Doink, unfortunately, was not played by Matt Bourne. And for some reason, WWE was like, we don't need Matt Bourne. No, don't you dare. Don't so, start with that. So they got this new guy to play Doink. And this is actually not the first time uh, that like Doink was being played by another person. Because Doink had like a big wig, face paint, big bodysuit. You couldn't really tell it was Matt Bourne playing it. In fact, in some house shows, they were already playing two doinks already. It it never works, yeah. man. You can't switch out a character. Not yes. even a voice actor or voice actress. You cannot switch them out. Exactly. It just does not feel the same, and it takes away from everything. So what they did is they just got someone else to wear the costume, and that's where Ray Apollo came in. Mm. Uh, Ray Apollo took over. but Very cool name. Unfortunately, in my opinion, it wasn't really much of an upgrade. Ah. And what Ray did is Ray kind of like all the mystique the character had kind of just went away. And, mm. and unfortunately, there, the magic was gone. Uh, Doink got a little person sidekick named Dink, um, who also just looked like Doink. That's good. And they became nothing more but just like comic relief. Like, And they would still do their pranks, but they would only do it on like bad wrestlers. And mm. the whole thing was kind of just kind of neutered at that point. Yeah. They still, uh, Doink and Dink did still have the feud with Jerry the King Lawler, and during Survivor Series, they had a big uh, a group of clowns. They were joined by, uh, what's their names? Uh, Wink and Pink. Uh, they joined him, which were two other little people that uh, that fought in, <laughs> against Jerry Lawler's uh, group of uh, kings there. Uh, Doink had a new uh, finisher called the Whoopee Cushion. Um, what, what I believe it was Doink would sit on them, and then they would ADR a giant fart noise anytime uh, Doink sat on anybody. Awesome. It, no, it sucked. It's so stupid. But it's great. <laughs> it's freaking stupid. I hated it. He squeezed the air right out of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. You think about it that way. The character then soon started to lose left and right, and this version of Doink left the company and only would a couple of times return just for some special appearances. I got, I got a new special movie could do. What? Stick a stick a balloon pump into their mouth and just start pumping them up until they're a Macy's Day balloon like that one super villain. And they just let go and... Um, Don't have to ADR anything with that. It's just blood spraying over the freaking crowd. So, one of the things you might think of, like, why haven't we heard of Doink? Well, Doink was part of the thing called the New Generation, which was like the mid-90s. One of the worst, like, years creatively before they went into the Attitude Area. Yeah, and when the Attitude Era like started to become a thing, Stone Cold Steve Austin like won this award at the Slammy Awards, and Stone Cold Steve Austin he's like the biggest toughest dude. Heck yeah, he is. Yeah, during the 1997 Slammy Awards, Doink was there and he like did some spray like those can spray things. Silly string, it's really silly string. Yeah, he like put some silly string and sprayed on Steve Austin. Steve Austin beat the crap out of him. And everyone in the crowd was sh- was shouting, "Kill the clown! Kill the clown!" Holy crap! Yeah, and Doink was not really seen on a regular basis after that. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's pretty, if an entire crowd wants your blood, I wouldn't <laughs> want to go out either. And anyone that hired me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take the job. And that really sucks when you're a good guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. Next wrestler we're going to talk about is the Repo Man. <laughs> now we're talking. Played by legendary wrestler Barry uh, Darso, uh, the former Smash in Demolition, cool tag team, one mm. of the biggest, like, longest reigning tag team champions was Demolition. But what, like, Smash and Smash and uh, was leaving Demolition. Demolition mm. was no more. Barry decided to become the Repo Man. This is something that he was like, I really, really want to do this character, mm. and they let him do it, which is going to be really silly when you hear what the the character is. The Repo Man was a sneaky little man who liked to steal things. He re- he repossessed people's cars. Uh, one time he stole Macho's man, Macho Man Randy Savage's hat. Uh, and people hated him. He wore a black Zorro mask. He wore a gray jumpsuit that was covered in tire tracks. Um, and like bits of tires. 
And he had a singlet that was also covered in a tire track. So he just looked like a sneaky little guy. <laughs> he kind of looked like the Hamburglar with tire tracks all over him. Awesome. And he also had a giant rope with a little thing that he could use to tow people's cars. That he would sometimes use as a weapon or choke people okay. uh, in the ring. He would giggle and glee when he stole things. Uh, Repo Man uh, stole and harassed wrestlers from 1991 to 1993. So he uh, didn't really last long. Barry really, really, really liked this gimmick, and he was a he was like a heel uh, that he was a sneaky little heel that liked to steal things. Mm-hmm. But what Barry really wanted to do is Barry wanted Repo Man to eventually become a good guy, <laughs> which I don't. I the whole point Re- of the character, repossessing getaway vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> I repossess uh, corrupted cop cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it, it, it didn't what really work out. I, I I'm just like imagining right, like you're like. Here's a brilliant idea. I used to repossess cars of living. I'm going to make a sneaky little, like, fox-like, like, Swiper the Fox from Dora. <laughs> right? <What a> pitch. <laughs> I want to be him so badly. And I want to be bad and then make me a good guy. It's going to be brilliant. Mm. And they let him do that. Uh... If you saw Repo Man, you would be like, this... <laughs> look at this piece of crap. <laughs> Next one we're going to talk about is Papa Shango. Okay. With, with a name like Papa Shango, what do you think this person's going to look like? I would be willing to say it, but it could be construed as a... Witch doctor. Yeah. Yes, yes. That is... Papa Shango was a witch doctor. Okay, thank goodness. Who was played by WWE Hall of Famer Charles Wright, um, which you might know for a different name, but right now uh, known as Papa Shango. Uh, Papa Shango practiced voodoo. And he would cast curses and spells to harm others. Here is a list of some of the curses Papa Shango has caused to other wrestlers over the years. During an interview with Mean Gene Okerlund, uh, Papa Shango felt insulted by Mean Gene. So he caused a curse to make Gene ooze slime from his wrists. Uh, what? <laughs> and it was it's from very his gross. wrists. From his wrists. It's like a green, black green slime that came from his wrists. And he would go, uh, uh. Uh, and Papa Shango would laugh and then walk away. Papa Shango cursed Ultimate Warrior, which caused him to be in so much pain he could not wrestle. He went, he fell to the ground. Ah. He was then carried to the back, and then he projectile vomited all over the staff and doctors. Oh, God. It was a lot of vomit, too. He's going to scream. He's going to... <laughs> and my favorite of all of them... Papa Shango, <laughs> Papa Shango had a match uh, with with a local jobber. Uh, when it started, the lights went out, and it, uh, and it was complete dark. And then his opponent's feet were set on fire. <laughs> well, awesome. when the lights came back on, it was also found that his opponent was leaking black ooze from his eyes. <laughs> okay. Black um, ooze from the eyes. Oil, <laughs> perhaps. I make them bleed oil. If your feet are on fire, it's a yeah, it's a lot more scary than <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's funny that it was just the feet, but it was just the feet and ooze from the eyes. Very weird curses. Yeah, no kidding. Papa, Papa Shango did a lot of crazy stuff in the brief time he uh, he was around from 1992 to 1993. So he only lasted one year, um, but he was wildly hated. Like, by everybody. Really? Yes. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter gave a poll that fans could vote for with a wide array of categories. In 1992, Papa Shango was granted the title of the worst gimmick and the most embarrassing wrestler of the year. Oh. (laughs) Dang. Thankfully, Charles Wright was able to make a serious comeback later in his career with various other gimmicks. Uh, One I'm going to tell you about right now, uh, which I did not write down, so I'm just going to go off the cuff. Okay. Charles Wright is mostly known for the character known as the Godfather. Oh, yeah. Do you know who the Godfather is? Nope. <laughs> okay, so the Godfather Sounds cool, though. was a pimp. and Rings on every finger? Uh, rings on every finger, dressed to the nines. Frick, yeah. Uh, one time uh, at WrestleMania 2000, he was uh, escorted uh, by Ice uh, Ice T. <laughs> To the ring, who sang Pipping Ain't Easy, always escorted by local strippers to the ring. Dang, what? Yes. And uh, he, he would go, He one of his moves was called the Ho Train, where he would go, time to take a ride on the Ho 
train! And then he would charge up like a locomotive from one side of the ring. And then he would run on the other side and knee him in the shoulder or something like that. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> yeah, uh... And like Char- funny. Charles Wright loved the character so much, he now owns strip clubs. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and he, I, I have been told he is a very nice uh, owner of of strip clubs. So yeah, that's Charles Wright. Um, there was one time uh, there's a there was a tag team called Right to Censor, which mm. people like the censors in television were all complaining about, like how WWE was too violent and sexual and stuff. So there used to be a heel thing. Where they would kidnap wrestlers who were, like, bad and turn them into, like, people of good. And, like, good is, like, they were bad people. They were brainwashing people. And they they brainwashed the Godfather because they were like, we're not, we hate that you uh, go around and promote this, these sexual acts and stuff. You're a bad person. So they kidnapped him, brainwashed him, and then he became the good father. And he wore, like... (laughs) He wore a suit like, and tie. Yeah, suit and tie, slacks. Yeah, they look. They all looked like Mormons. And instead of like a theme song, it was just like uh, alarms going off saying warning, 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 and it was like super annoying. <laughs> Everyone he carries around like a plate of eggs and a cup of coffee. <laughs> He's got a kid on a baby Bjorn on his chest. <laughs> yeah. He's a good father. <laughs> Charles Wright has had such a crazy career. No kidding, that dude's a whirlwind. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's talk about Isaac Yankum DDS. Oh yeah, you know Isaac Yankum, the dentist. Yes, the dentist. <laughs> yeah, I know about Isaac Yankum, played by Glenn Jacobs, later to be known as Kane. Isaac Yankum. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It was Kane. Yes, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, Kane, the Big Red Machine. Before he became Kane, he was, was Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum DDS. Isaac Yankum was brought in as a sadist dentist who loved to inflict pain on his patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> he was brought in in 1995 to help Jerry Lawler destroy Bret Hart in their really long like rivalry they were having. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, Isaac Yankum had awful teeth. His teeth was all mangled and disgusting, filled with cavities. Mm-hmm. Instead of theme music, he was uh, his his uh, sounds he came to the ring was just dental drills, and that's all it was. <laughs> I don't like that. He did not last long, but he had matches with big names like The Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior, and uh, Mark Marrow. Sadly, all to losing efforts. A dent- like, do you, okay, what do you think? Do you think a wrestling dentist is a good idea? Uh, I mean, his special move is probably like yank out a tooth. Yeah, I think it was like a, uh, I think it was a claw where he would try to get people's teeth. I think that's what it was, but I could be wrong. <laughs> nah, not really. I mean, not... Terribly, but I mean it could work. Do you think Isaac Yankum was the last kind of like wrestling dentist they ever had? Well, now that you say that, <laughs> probably not. Well, you would be wrong. <laughs> there he has- was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you scare you little snake. There is currently a dentist wrestling right now. Oh, uh, Doctor Britt Baker is is a dentist, not only in AEW, but this is the first ever real dentist and real wrestler. And doc- He's a real dentist. Real dentist. Went to school to be a dentist and is also a wrestler that is currently hired in AEW. Okay, well that's different. Uh, she has her own practice in Florida. Uh, and she oh, only- Britt? Dr. Britt Baker. Oh, okay. I thought you said Britt. Oh, oh no, no. I was like, wait, she? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh okay. Yeah, Dr. Britt Baker. Britt Baker, okay. And she uh, has her own like Florida practice and she only closes like... On Sundays, but also Wednesdays when she has to go wrestle for Dynamite Television. Oh, that's hot. So I'd she, go to that dentist. So she's constantly moving and, and going back and forth. And she she must have the busiest schedule in the world being doing that. Oh, yeah, no kidding. She, she does not get a day off. And Dr. Britt Baker is one of my favorite female acts currently out there. And I'm not the only one who thinks so. Uh, she's She, at the time of writing, is the current AEW Women's Champion. Oh, really? Uh, she also... Uh, was the 2021 Pro Wrestling Illustrated Woman of the Year. She also got Match of the Year, and also Most Improved Wrestler of the Year. Good God. Dr. Britt Save Baker. Save some for the rest of us, Britt. <laughs> yeah. And last time I saw her, she was a bad a bad person, because she was like, I'm not a dentist. I'm a doctor. Call me Dr. Britt Baker. And she would, like, force people to say it. Whoa. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a person by the name of Val Venus, Trent? No. 
with a name that's, like that sounds obscene. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would be right. Val Venus. Um, in the peak of the famous Attitude Era, WWF in, in, uh, introduced a new star played by Sean Morley. This was Val Venus. Val Venus was a porn star. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And the women of the WWF went wild for him. Wrestler wives in kayfabe. Kayfabe means in like the storyline, by the way. Yeah. Wrestling wives in kayfabe kayfabe would all like have affairs with him because he was like the hottest thing imaginable uh-huh. uh, he had a very low voice and he would like to say hello ladies hello little rabbit <laughs> hey there peter cottontail <laughs> want to play in my briar patch <laughs> what he would do is Sexy. he had like a saxophone solo uh, taken oh. to the ring he oh had he had a towel over his like junk so it just looked like he was coming out of the shower his hair was always wet oh, oh hold, okay okay now hold on i'm starting to see <laughs> i'm starting to see man i'm getting hot long hair then he would take the mic and be like hello ladies i hear i'm in yellowstone national park now listen now what you have over there you have those geysers but let me tell you the real geysers right here in this wing ring <laughs> Now, who wants to see me blow my load? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how Val Venus would go. And Golly. he would also sometimes get women from the audience who would volunteer to go into the ring and make out with him. Yeah! <laughs> uh, then he would take his uh, towel off and then he would wring it out and revealing his tights. Mm. Um, now, one of the things he, he did... Uh, one of the uh, issues Big Valbowski had, probably the most famous Valvina storyline. A Big Lebowski? He would call himself the Big Valbowski. Oh. Um, sometimes. Uh, he had a rivalry with the Japanese wrestling stable known as Kayantai um, because he was hitting on and had an affair with uh, one of the main people's wife. Uh, Ooh. Uh, Yamaguchi-san's wife. Yamaguchi-san. Um, Lee. Sean Lee, I think. So, like, after they had an affair, Kai and Tai was, like, furious. And so, what they did is they kidnapped him. And what they did... (laughs) That is a tried and true method. Works every time. Because they would constantly be like, listen, we hate you. We hate you. Anytime, any chance they would get. And they finally kidnapped him. And what they did is they said, they they kidnapped him and was saying, we're going to choppy choppy your pee-pee. So what they did is they stripped him naked, they tied his hands to the ceiling so he couldn't really defend himself, then they got a giant sword and went, (laughs) and they they said, choppy, choppy, pee, pee, and then went right down on it. Thankfully, Uh thankfully, uh, Val was able to put it back on and he eventually made a full recovery. Okay. Those katanas, I tell you, they're sharp. That's a clean cut. That was a very clean cut. Yeah. Um, but he was like, don't worry, guys. I was able to get it back on. <laughs> it's hard to recover from that. <laughs> You're just not seen as quite as virile if it gets cut off. Val Venus never got like main event status um, or anything like that. But he was a former Intercontinental Champion. He was also a European Champion. Um, and lots of lots of people liked Val Venus. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all I was really to tell about Val Venus. A couple of times he got rid of the gimmick. Sometimes he would bring it back. But mm. that's pretty much it there. Okay. Uh, Al Snow. Do you know who Al Snow is? Um, the whistleblower? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, wait. That's Snowden. Al Snow was a loser. Oh. Um, Whoops. <laughs> Al Snow... Lost so many matches in his career. He lost so many matches. And, like, he would have stunts in WWE, but he was a jobber. Would go to, like, WCW. Didn't really, really work out for him or mm-hmm. anything like that. He always lost. And he lost so much when he was sent from WWE to go to ECW. Oh, and, by the way, a jobber. Oh, yeah. Is... Yes, a jobber is someone who loses. They're pretty much there just to get a paycheck. They're just doing their job. Right. So if you're only there, if your only job is to lose all the time, you're known as a jobber. Hey, I knew that. That was for the y'all's benefit. Thank you. So he lost so many matches in ECW. He became insane. He wrote "Help me" backwards on his forehead, 
and he began talking to a mannequin head. Oh. Yeah, and also the mannequin head also had Help Me written on it. Uh, the mannequin head uh, went by the name of Head, um, and he would talk to it. He would talk to it like how I'm having a conversation with you right now. Oh, that's rough. And he would go, what do you mean? Like, hey, hey, I told you to bring the car around, and you're just sitting here. What are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, <laughs> gosh, and, holy crap. And he, like, he was massively over it. Like, people love this guy. Like, after he started talking to the head and going insane. What ECW would do is they would film his entrances back uh, upside down while he was going to the ring to really drive the, like, this is ins- he's insane kind of thing. Yeah. And they would also pass mannequin heads to the crowd when he oh, did his entrances. Gosh. And they would all, like, headbang with him. And he would, and then Al Snow would come back down to the ring headbanging with the head. <gasps> um, and, uh, yeah. Th- Sometimes you just feel bad for him. I mean, like, people love this guy. They started, like, rooting for him. They're like... Wouldn't you? Exactly. He, he's a sympathetic character. He yeah. lost all the time and he went crazy. Um, talking to this mannequin head. WWE saw how popular uh, Al Snow was and they decided to bring him back. And this time as, like, a uh, giving him a real shot on trying to become, like, a better wrestler. Mm. Um, Al Snow had plenty of fun moments. Um, like, one time he uh, lost... Stri- he, he was he lost <laughs> he lost strip poker uh, to a cigar smoking deer head. <laughs> okay, I mean he, he is insane. Uh, one time he had to fight in a hardcore match for the hardcore title against Head because Head accidentally pinned him. Like no, everyone said that Al Snow won. <laughs> like Al Snow, you won, but Head was on top of him while he was doing the pin, so he thought Head won. So he had a fight in a match against Head, and he had to like fall off a table and stuff, having a match against himself, pretty much. Um, but that Al sounds Sh- awesome. But Al Snow did win. Um, I hope so. <laughs> eventually, Head was taken away. Oh, and so he was given a pet Chihuahua, uh, which, as we talked about in the last wrestling episode, oh, the yeah. Chihuahua named Pepper was cooked and fed to him. I knew I recognized yeah. that name. Pretty funny stuff. There was one thing I, I didn't write down, but I remember this happening. There was one person, uh, I can't remember who it was, but there was someone who was feuding with Al Snow, and what he did is he put like a railroad spike in Head's head, oh. and and then Al was freaking out because he get, he just kept hearing Head screaming. So like he had a hardcore match, and he was trying to get his opponent to knock him out because he wanted to sleep because he couldn't do anything because all he could hear was Head screaming. That's terrifying. Extremely scary. Very sad. Mick Foley and Al Snow are like the best of friends. Oh, that's good. And every single like, (laughs) in every single uh, book uh, Mick Foley writes, there's always like at least a hundred like jokes like crapping all over Al Snow. Yeah. It's like, and then I finally went to sleep like all the audience during an Al Snow match. (laughs) (laughs) What are friends for? <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about T.L. Hopper. T.L. Hopper. Tony Anthony could have been anything. He could have been an ex-Marine, a mafia boss, or the toughest guy in the business. Mm-hmm. But instead, he was a wrestling plumber <laughs> named T.L. Hopper. Hey, hey pl- pl- plumber's a noble profession. <laughs> it is. Uh... T.L. Hopper carried a plunger around named Betsy with him. And if T.L. Hopper would win, he would shove his opponent's face with Betsy. Ooh. Uh, he was not good enough to ever have a single pay-per-view. He, he, he never did a single pay-per-view. And that's, you know, that's, that's par for the course. Plumbers don't get the respect they deserve. They really don't. And after one year in the business, T.L. Hopper was taken away. T.L. never really had a lot of big wins in, in his career, but he did have one significant win over another wrestler named Duke Drosy. Now, who is Duke Drosy? <laughs> That's all for TL. Uh, well, there was one time where uh, TL Hopper did like there like there was like a a, a segment before pay per view 
and people freaked out. Like there was like this like a little pool segment, and they thought someone pooped in it. Yeah. And but TL Hopper looked at it and ate it because okay. it was a candy bar. I mean, I really liked your Duke Drossy uh, uh, segue. I just wanted to make sure we got all the TL Hopper facts. There was not a lot on TL Hopper. Okay. Um, can I, I can I preach for a second? Yes. Plumber is a noble profession. Respect your plumbers. Somebody's got to do it. Exactly. Okay? It's a dirty job. It's an important job, and everybody needs them. Okay. Case closed. Thank you. Love your love your plumber. Tip them. Give them give them a little give them a little cash in their crack. And that's not the only person you should you should respect. You know, respect everybody. Yes, exactly. Yes. You should also respect your garbage man. It's true. Oh my gosh, they do such a good job. Hey, my mother would make them brownies every Christmas. Yes, my mother is a wonderful woman. Speaking of garbage man, Duke the dumpster Drossy is who we're talking about next. Mm. Uh, years before uh, Danny DeVito uh, asked to become the trash man in Always Sunny. Oh yeah. Uh, Duke was already ahead of the game. Before he came to WWF, Michael Drosy wrestled in Florida as the garbage man, Rocco Gibraltar. Gibraltar? Like the yeah. rock? Yeah. Whoa. Now with now with this gimmick, you wouldn't think he would do a lot, but he did find success like in the business as a garbage man. Mm. In 1993, special edition of Pro Wrestling Illustrated's list of the top... 500 wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Drosy was ranked number 500. That's uh, pretty cool, right? Out of how many? 500. Okay. He was he was 500 <laughs> out of 500. Gosh. Fans of Drosy would often shout the number 500 whenever he wrestled because he was the he was 500 out of the top 500. At least you're known. For, I mean, yeah, it's, there's worse things to be known for. I mean, you could just not be in the list. Yeah. A lot of people weren't on the list. Exactly. Uh, when, in fact, you're just an independent wrestler wrestling as the garbage man, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, five. Uh, funnily enough, the 500th spot is way more prestigious than, like, the 450th spot. Yeah. Or the 499th spot. It's think of that poor guy. Think of that poor guy. Yeah. 499. Nobody knows him. Uh, in fact, that number being the, in the list was enough for WWF to call uh, Drosy up and was like, hey... We want you, dude. We want you as the garbage man. And they just changed the name from Rocco Gibraltar to Duke Drosy. Uh, he had a two-year stay in the company, and he also took part in two Royal Rumbles. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 he also was on the King of the Ring tournament, and he had a long-standing feud with Triple H. When Triple H was known as Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who was like this... Whoa. Like, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, which is why the H's come from. I was wondering where the Triple H came from. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And Hunter Hearst Helmsley used to be like this rich elite snob who always wore tuxedos in the ring. Mm. It was like, I am come I come from royalty. I come from the rich and the fine things in life. And Duke, the, the, the dumpster drossy, was like, I'm a garbage man and I speak for the regular, regular degulars here. Mm. And had a big fight with Amen. him. Amen. Oh man, I would so root for Duke. His last match as a full-time employee was in July 13th, where he had his final match, and he lost. You know, <sighs> you know who he lost to? T.L. Hopper. Daggummit. Well, <laughs> yeah. okay. could be worse, I guess. He never won any awards, sadly, uh, except for one. He did win one thing. No no title matches, but he won, in his, he won a Slammy Award. For the smelliest wrestler, so <laughs> pretty prestigious uh, career. At least he's in the hall. <laughs> Oz, Oz, the wizard. Yes. <laughs> okay. Kevin Nash. Why, why not? <laughs> Kevin Nash was a rookie in the young company of WCW. WCW World Championship Wrestling, mm. who was the rival to WWF, who later becomes WWE. Um, in the early 90s, he was just a rookie. So he would do just about anything to get on TV. So in 1991, Kevin Nash reluctantly agreed to become Oz, a character who was based on the book The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Okay. He wore a wizard mask to the ring and a bedazzled green robe. He would remove both and reveal a younger man with silver hair. So pretty much... So pretty much he would have this big old wizard robe, then he would take it off for some reason, revealing just a normal guy underneath with with uh, bleached hair. Oh, okay. Bleached hair. Yeah, like, like bleached white. That, uh, okay. I was about to say, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to fit for a wizard, but bleached white. His manager was the great wizard, another person in a gray-haired wizard mask, who also had a pet monkey on his shoulder. Oh, that's good. And would walk to the ring with a pet monkey on That's good. 
Add a monkey in any way you can. <laughs> it makes it a little bit better. Monkeys are funny, dude. It has nothing to do with Oz, though. Monkeys are really... They had the flying monkeys. Oh, that's right. I haven't <laughs> even seen the movie and I knew that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's probably why they gave him the little monkey. <laughs> probably. Oz's debut was, was something, okay? So Oz came out to this giant medieval castle setting um, to torment Dorothy, the lion, and the tin man in Scarecrow with his, his powers... Giant sparks started to fly from the stage, and then the four cast members of the Wizard of Oz, they all leave in fear, and then Oz makes a beeline for the ring to destroy his his opponent. It was stupid. It looks super stupid. Like, the whole thing was awful. Oz went on a massive winning streak for a while, but eventually he lost to the champion Ron Simmons at the Great American Bash. And after that, Oz could not get a single win to save his life. Ron Simmons? Ron Simmons. The father of... Father of what? Richard Simmons? No. (laughs) Ron was black. Oh. Hey, still. (laughs) I mean, I guess, yeah. Who knows? Uh, Richard Richard has rainbow energy. (laughs) He can be any color he wants. Uh... Kevin Nash hated this gimmick so much, he refused to sign another contract with WCW until he got a new gimmick. And soon enough, they gave him a more normal wrestler persona known as Vinny Vegas. Mm. Kevin Nash would go on to have another uh, wonderful career now that he changed his persona. Mm. Okay, you've probably heard of this person. I was about to say, you closed the notebook, I was like, you ain't done. I'm not done. (laughs) You're not done. Uh, you probably heard of this person. Goldust. Well, I've heard of that guy. Yes, yes. No gold dust. The son of one of the most amazing wrestlers ever, Dusty Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes was brought into the WWF really early on to tag team with his father. Mm. After a long stint in WCW, after he left WWF, he would eventually come back to the WWF, and he was given a weird request from Vince McMahon. Vince wanted Dustin to play an androgynous character that was wrapped in Hollywood so much that he kind of looked like a giant Oscar. Dustin agreed with enthusiasm until he went home and realized what the word androgynous meant. (laughs) What did he think it meant? I don't know. He did not know. And then he looked it up and it was like, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Goldust was very hyposexual. Yeah. And he had the one of the very first gay angles, if not the first gay angle in in wrestling history. Mm -hmm. When he feuded with Razor Ramon... For the Intercontinental Championship, where he was, he was like trying to convince Razor to like make love to him, and he wasn't even gay, was he? No, and yeah. the, and one of the things when looking back on it, it's not really like revered because even though it's the very first gay stereotype, well, it's very very first gay storyline. It features a lot of gay stereotypes. Uh, there we go. The, fir- the first gay stereotype, progressive, <laughs> love it. <laughs> when this was brought in. They start. I, I'm assuming they were giving some kind of, kind of like this is getting a little too far. Mm. So what they did is they brought in Dustin's real life wife Maxine, who's also in, like covered in a gold dress, would smoke cigars next to the ring nice. to be the Gold Dust manager, and would have their, her own director's chair, and she was known as the director Maxine. Oh yes, Gold Gold Dust even would have a very very long career with the company. Doing some very crazy stints. Uh, there was one, uh, one thing where uh, where Goldust like went through this weird era where Goldust kind of broke off with Maxine because Maxine, I believe, cheated on Goldust with Valvinus. Oh no! <laughs> Who can resist Valvinus? Even with that chopped up meat mash down there, <laughs> it's still just oh my god, irresistible. Irresistible. You ever seen a sausage? <laughs> What do you think that is, huh? It's Valvinus. That's right. It's like Frankenstein sausage. <laughs> so Goldust was like, I hate you, Maxine. I'm having a freaking divorce. I hate you. And shouted at Maxine. And eventually was like, okay, okay. I'm done playing this Goldust character. I'm going to reinvent myself. And Goldust went by the artist formerly known as Goldust. And during this like <laughs> stint... Good. During the stint, would would like change his look to be as like everyone hate me. Would come into to the ring in gimp outfits. Mm. He would come to the ring in blackface. He would come in a giant baby suit. Uh, and like he wanted everyone to hate him because mm. um, he was like, I hate the world, hate everything. He uh, started uh, 
he started like hanging out with Luna Vachon, one of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. Who was she do? Uh, she she was just like a like a creepy like she like half her head was shaved off. She had like a tattoo like her face paint that went all the way up, like, looked like cracks in her skin. Whoa. She had a really long like she talked like this. Ah, she, she was cool. Like Luna Vachon is one of my, is just a cool cool gal, but she was bad for Dustin, who kind of promoted. <laughs> Kind of promoted, like, you should keep getting, like, worse and worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Feed into this hate to become a crazier kind of dude. She was his Emperor Palpatine. Just like Emperor Palpatine. But he probably screwed in kayfabe. So, Just I'm, like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin, what is what has he got you doing? I know. Um, eventually, <laughs> Goldust... <laughs> First place they found him under the table. <laughs> Poor Luke. Uh, Goldust uh, eventually <laughs> eventually came to his senses, brought back the the black and gold. Big big pop. People loved seeing that again. Um, eventually, like Goldust would just kind of stay there for a while. Um, eventually, would team up with Booker T to have a wonderful like uh, partnership with Booker T. Um, <laughs> they would have lots of fun antics. But um, one thing that happened later in his career, this one is like the one I'm probably going to be talking about the last little bit. Goldust gets a shock backstage. An accident happens. Goldust gets Tourette's from this. A literal shock. Literal shock, yeah. And then goes... (laughs) And would try to have a conversation and then would, would have these like bits of Tourette's happening. That's rough. And Goldust, Dustin, would would like be, would always do this, even outside of of WWE, would go off and and just have this Tourette's thing going on because he didn't want to break the illusion. And there was one time where Goldust was a guest on the Howard Stern show, <laughs> and would 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 keep this thing going, and would would keep this thing up uh, until one person from the Tourette's like Institute called in. It was like. You fre- you are a freaking jerk. You need to freaking stop. He was like cursing up and was like, "You do not have Tourette's. Why are you doing this? Stop doing this. I had to live with it." And the whole time, Dustin would still, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love Dustin. He's like, I, 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 I never, I, 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 I never said it was Tourette's. Um, I had, I, I, I had an electrical shock. And the other guy was like, "Screw you, man. Screw you. I freaking hate you." <laughs> Why? That, that's always been a pet peeve of mine. I don't want to get into that on here, but yeah. It's just like, yeah, freak <laughs> off. He's having a good time. No, He's not I, hurting you. I don't know. I, I, my whole thing is like, yeah, if I had Tourette's, I'd be kind of pissed if someone was like... I wouldn't. It's, it's all person-to-person basis. You don't really know what was going to make one person mad or not. I, yeah. yeah. I just, people need to, I don't know, relax a little bit. Dustin was... Love. Dustin was extremely into this character. And one time, when he was at his lowest, he... He did uh, ask Vince McMahon if he would want him to do this, but Dustin was so willing to go the par with this character. Yeah, he was. He said, "Would you want me to get breast implants <laughs> to make him even more androgynous?" Dustin is so <laughs> wow. This so, guy's method. <laughs> so dedicated to the character uh, uh, that was is willing to get breast implants for for the character. Golly, you can never ask for a better employee. <laughs> Okay, so... Is he dedicated to the character, or is he becoming what he's portraying? <laughs> Probably. I think it was Teddy Roosevelt that said, act, act one way and you'll become that way. Um, another wrestler. Okay, so that, those are all the ones I've like written all this stuff down. Now I just have a kind of a, a, a list that I'm going to just try to work with my own knowledge mm-hmm. uh, without any kind of planning. Uh, we had Arachnaman, who was in, uh, I believe, in the Memphis Territory. Arachnaman? Yes. Like a spider. It was Spider-Man. <laughs> oh. That's a lot less cool. I was expecting like eight legs, like kind of like wrap people up. See, um, we've had a couple spiders in wrestling. We had a spider woman. Did not act like a spider. Missed opportunity. Exactly. Arachnaman was Spider-Man, but instead of red and blue, it was yellow and purple. Um, and I think even did the kind of like spider like webbing throw. It was it was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Um, another character that we had that was kind of weird, we had Fantastico, or Fantasio, I, I don't know exactly how it's called. Fantasio. This one was, um, this one was in WWE, 
Fantasio. 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 Wrestling magician. Uh, only lasted for one match, I, I do believe. And the whole one match. One match. Kind of a jerk. That's oh really? <laughs> no, no, no. He just didn't last long. Uh, like the like he did the whole like making stuff appear in front of the wrestler and made him like spoof. Like, uh, uh. This uh, magician wrestler would like come up with like mime mask f- uh, face paint and come wrestle in like a bedazzled suit. Always the butt of all the jokes when it co- like, talks about like terrible gimmicks. That's one of them right there. Mm-hmm. There was a wrestler called Who. You asking me? <laughs> no, it was a wrestler. <laughs> I get it. That was the whole point. I think who only lasted one match too. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> it's like that freaking Abbott and Costello. That was skin. the whole point of it. I love that. Had a mask with a question mark on it, and they would say, "So who's wrestling? Who's wrestling?" And they would say, "Who? Yeah, who? What? Who? <laughs> yeah, who's wrestling? Yeah, who's?" And then they even said, "Who won the match? Who won the match?" That's what I'm saying. Who won the match? <laughs> Yes! Well, that's uh, so funny. The, the, the joke could not last that long, so they probably only lasted one time as well. Yeah. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Knuckleball. Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. What do you think of that? Who, who do you think that kind of person is? Nothing. Baseball player. Yes. Home run hitter. He- hefty home run hitter. Now, okay, imagine it. Imagine Abe Knuckleball Schwartz in your head. Close your eyes. Yes. Now, now, tell me what this person looked like. Bald head, Abraham Lincoln beard, or Amish beard. Okay. Okay. Uh, hefty, Dominican, Republic, <laughs> maybe? Um, white, white, you know, white, you know, baseball uniform. Okay, you got one. Okay. That's <laughs> the first detail. All right. Come on. Tell okay. me everybody else at home. You're thinking the same thing. Okay. So Abe Knuckleball Schwartz was played by older wrestler called the Bro- Brooklyn Brawler. So he's just... I've heard of him. Uh, black hair. Um, mm, that's disappointing. Baseball outfit. Would walk to the ring. Sure, I got that one right. With like a baseball bat. I think... Oh, I was going to say that next. I think wore cleats. I was... Black cleats, I think. Yeah, see? I was going to say that. But the main thing is... Had a baseball for a head. Painted his head to look just like a baseball. <laughs> mm. I said bald. He looks... He looks Come on. He, look, he, he wasn't bald. Give me a point. He wasn't bald. What? Does a ball have hair? This one did. No, it didn't. Yours down. Down there, dude. <laughs> gotcha. I use nair. No, 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 actually. Um... So, yeah, that's Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Don't really know anything about him. It's a stupid idea. Okay. I want to make a baseball wrestler. You think it's stupid until it hits you in the face with a baseball <laughs> bat? <laughs> you feel stupid. We also had the goon. Hey, <laughs> you guys! <laughs> the goon was a hockey player. Oh, <laughs> Just I like would not, wouldn't have guessed that. You, you know, all of these wrestlers, guess what time they happened? They happened. 2003. No, no. These are all... 1990s. The new generation. Like when oh. Dork the Clown was a thing. Yeah. Where creative was just just nothing. Like they yeah. were dummies. Yeah. They were dummies. They were like, what should be a wrestler? Um, a baseball player? I guess he's a wrestler. A plumber? I guess he's a wrestler. Hockey player? Just all these different professions. And yeah. none of them ever stuck because they're dumb. Yeah. They're really, really, really dumb. It's really a shame. Sometimes, sometimes you get in a company's lifetime. Sometimes you get the losers. You know who else can be a wrestler? Sparky Plug, NASCAR driver, also a wrestler. Uh, Sparky Plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man- Mantar, Mantar. I can guess. Mantar a came, Minotaur. came to the ring with a giant bull's head on that covered not just his head but also half of his torso. Of course, he did. Come down to the ring with going and would rock down to the ring, and they would take. Then he would take that giant bull head off, and then wrestle as like a regular dude. The, 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 his his gimmick gets taken off. <laughs> yes, that's not. He's just a guy. Well, there was another one. You know, Al Snow was also wrestled as a guy. I believe his name was Avatar. Um, but this is not as cool as you probably think. What he would do is he would walk to the ring without a mask on. Mm-hmm. Then he would, before the match started, would then put his mask on and then fight. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, what? We already I, see what your face looks like, dude. But still, I think Al Snow had my favorite gimmick. Yeah. The going the, cra- the, the craziness. That's like kind of spooky, kind of kooky, kind of crazy. I love it. I, I like it a lot. I, I love Al Snow so much. That was a really cool gimmick and a lot of fun. I'm trying to find like some more of my wrestlers. So um, you asked me who's my favorite, Al Snow. So far. There was a wrestler called the Big Boss Man. You probably know he did mm-hmm. f- feed uh, a guy's dog back to him. Yeah, but, Al Snow's dog. But before he did that, he was just a clean-cut policeman. And he was from, like, Heimlich County, Georgia. And he had a, re- he had a really nice uh, freaking uh, theme song, too. He was a cool dude. But... He was so when, message so in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. By police. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to think about, like... What is a good person to fight a policeman? Uh, criminal. Exactly. Bank robber. Bring in Nails. And Nails' whole backstory was he was someone that the big boss man arrested. And so he came out at, and he would be dressed in a giant orange jumpsuit. Like he just came from prison. Makes and sense. that's what he would fight in. And uh, you, you ever seen Psych? Psych? Yeah, the TV show. Yes. Good TV show. Very funny. There was an episode where they were throwing a birthday surprise for Lasseter, one of the detectives. Yeah. And they took his little black book and just started calling every single person in that black book. Yeah. And, and invited them. And then when he got to his house, he immediately pulls out his gun and is like, what the heck are y'all doing here? <laughs> Turns out they had called every single criminal he had arrested <laughs> in the past. And that he was keeping tabs on now that they're out of prison. <laughs> so they were all just sitting there waiting for him. <laughs> He was like, holy crap. That's silly. It was a very funny show. Highly recommend Psych. Check it out. I think it used to be on Netflix. I don't you, know where it's at. And it used to be on USA right after WWE. Spo- really? Yeah. Sponsored by Psych. Tajiri. I know um, him. Yes. Tajiri is is the mo- one of the more normal wrestlers on this list. It's just the thing that Tajiri does have some kind of power where he had mist. Green mist would come out of his mouth. And mm. that was like his finisher. Mm. And, and sometimes had other colors of mist that also had more powers. Mm. The green mist that would happen would sh- spray your opponent and it would knock him out pretty much. Mm-hmm. The black mist, as we talked about in the blindfold match with Nydia, the black mist that Tajiri spits will make you like blind for months. And there's all I've also seen a red mist, but I'm not 100% what that one does. Also, there is... Um, it, apparently it's something that only Asian wrestlers can do. Because Asuka is another wrestler that can do it too. Yeah, Asuka can do it. Okay. <laughs> so it's like if you're Asian, you have the ability to uh, spread this magic mist from your mouth. And... Well, well, ain't Asians descended from newts, actually. <laughs> A little known fact. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> it's on Wick. Um, we also had another wrestler called uh, uh, Curran White. Uh, did not last that oh, long. That a type of wine? Um, I don't really 100% know, but I do know what this was is Chavo Guerrero. Oh. You know, yeah, Chavo yeah. Guerrero. Uh, one of the most famous, uh, part, one of the most famous wrestlers in the world because he was part of the famous Guerrero family, like with Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. who was his uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, what they decided to do, they whitewashed him. They want, they, they said Chavo Guerrero was giving up his Mexican heritage and making him a white man. And it was a stereotypical white man who would golf and dress in like really, like really like golf. Was he, was he a heel? Please tell me he was a heel. He was a bad guy, I believe. Okay, he, see? There yeah, you go. Giving up his Mexican heritage and stuff. I don't know. That's kind of fun. Because if, if he's willing to do it, that's, that's good. You shouldn't give up your heritage, people. And yeah. the fact that he gave it up and he was a villain for yes. it, that's good. See, that's good. I still don't know about if I would do it or not, but it's less bad that way. I don't know, because you're a company telling him to do it. But he said yes. But again, I, he would get fired. Exactly. So, see, that's like the main thing. Like, WWE does like lots of like kind of dumb things. Like, Super Crazy was one of the best wrestlers in ECW. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a very good luchador. But when him and Psychosis was brought to WWE later on in the career, they were like, well, he's Mexican, let's make him a gardener. <laughs> And he would come to the ring with a souped-up lawnmower. Lord, I knew it. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, that's stupid. One of those standing ones, because those are really cool. No, no, no. Unfortunately, no. Um, not as cool as it could have been. Yeah. Max Moon is a is a person who's from the future, who went back... Cool. Who went back... 
uh, to the new generation to wrestle. Uh, had a giant spacesuit that was very neon uh, and stuff. We had Adam Bomb, who looked like a giant, uh, like radioactive person. His eyes were green, and he would wear like a nuclear symbol on his stomach. Whoa. Um, lots of just weird, 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 weird decisions. Yeah. And I know you already know about Eugene. Like, oh, I know about Eugene. Like, who, who was a regular dude who played a, a handicapped wrestler. He would his special moves. He pees on him. Yeah, he would. Uh, yeah, be like a dog and, and pee. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love this guy. I love, love this guy. That guy. Uh, man, I had like more written down, but like freaking like my my wrestling list are, are not as good. Wrestling vampires. There's actually mm-hmm. yes, res- wrestling vampires. There's, there's a, vampires. There's vampires. There used to be a vampire stable called the Brood. Who was um, in Gangrel was like the main guy, you know Edge and Christian, right? Yeah, yeah. They used to be part of the Brood. You know the Hardy Boys? They were vampires. They were also part of the Brood. They really weren't vampires. They were just the followers of the vampire oh. Gangrel. What they would do is when they came to the ring, there was a giant ring of fire, and then they would ascend from the ring of fire, and Gangrel would be holding this goblet of blood, and what they would do is would. Drink it and then spit it out at the audience. And Gangrel had fangs too, and like wore a, a, the puffy like vampire shirt. Classic. People freaking love this freaking thing in the Attitude Era. They really? loved it. They and they loved it so much they were willing to like try it again. So and like when I was a kid during ECW the revival on on Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. they were they brought in an uh, older wrestler who used to be known as Mordecai who didn't really work out. But Mordecai was brought back and was repackaged as Kevin Thorne. Uh, and he also had his his girlfriend, Ariel. And they were like vampires. They would make out with blood coming out from their mouths all the time. Um, and they would like dress extremely gothic and stuff like that. I'm very confused in the downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you want Ariel to just chomp you up down there? I don't, I don't know if I like the blood part. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the part that's confusing. Exactly. Um... But yeah, whether to cheer or, or groan. When I was a kid, I freaking loved Kevin Thorne. But if I rewatched, I'd be like, "This guy's such a dork. I just want to freaking smash his glasses." <laughs> <laughs> WWE on Sci-Fi was like one of the we- worst things creatively sometimes because Sci-Fi, the channel, would be like, "We want more science fiction elements to keep this kind of stuff on our air." So you would have wrestlers called the Zombie who would come out um, and would go. Got the, the zombie was a literal zombie dude, walked out looking like a zombie, limped out, took a mic and went, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> that's all he did. Yeah, and then the Sandman came down. Sandman, <laughs> that's great. Sandman would come down from the ring with drinking a beer with a Singamore cane and just beat the crap out of him and pinned him. But it's that's like really funny though. <laughs> that's really really funny though. There's another wrestler called the Nacho Man. <laughs> 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 that's all he said that's all he said why did he even pick up the mic <laughs> yeah just say the nacho man when nacho libre the jack black movie was happening oh, yeah. they got a re- random wrestler to dress up like nacho libre but acted like macho man and called himself the nacho man mm. i believe so i believe that's how it went oh uh, and th- he walked out did like I'm the Nacho Man, and got beat up instantly, and that was it. Mm. <laughs> uh, what a wacky world! Uh, I mean, it, it is it is very, 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 very wacky world. <laughs> there and there's like a whole. There's just so so many weird wrestlers like Hornswoggle. I've heard of him. Yeah, Hornswoggle was a little leprechaun. Yeah, he used to be called Little Bastard. <laughs> And he would come out and cause trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, Hornswoggle was revealed to be Vince McMahon's illegitimate son. Okay. But turns out that really wasn't a thing at all. It was actually just like a big fake in the system. It's very, very, very confusing. Mm. Um, but like when Hornswoggle was Vince McMahon's son, even though Hornswoggle's like 30, he acted like he was 12 for this angle. And so he would like, Vince McMahon would take his belt out and like whip him in front of like the, the world. Oh my God. And they're like, you're my son, aren't you? Dance! Dance! He hated, he hated the fact that he had someone who was like Hornswoggle. He would beat him up on the rig. 
He would make him fight the Great Kali, and the Great Kali is like seven. Oh. I know the Great Kali. Okay, well, here, are you ready to go? Uh, I mean, I, I really, really wish I could have gotten more in there. I, I wish I was a little bit more prepared for this. Even though I, I'm really excited for Venus, I'm like, I, 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 I don't think I can go out. I'm just kind of disappointed in myself. There's a storm. <laughs> it's making a glacial rift. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to set this Tectonic play. You, you go enjoy Venus. I'm just going to kind of just fresh up on my WWE because I feel like I could have gotten way more in there. Come on, man. Take my hand. Okay, fine. We'll go to Venus. I'm so mad. <laughs> Squad allow it all. And then I want you to add in a reverb. <laughs> all right. We'll cur- just leave this in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're currently on this magic carpet ride of Venus right now. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, while we're flying, Man, your breath stinks. <laughs> this episode sucks. I hate it. No. Uh, anyway. We're gonna take a quick rotation around. <laughs> we'll be back before the next polar shift. Make sure you follow us on, uh, Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Or, Trent, you can do this one. I don't remember. Uh, or you can follow you us. It. You're our social media. Guy. Or you can. Uh, I'm just the talent. <laughs> send us a message on I'll give you an hour at gmail.com. Apparently, that's really hard to remember. That one. Man, I didn't even know we had an email. <laughs> I say it like it's like a fourth I don't time listen. I I'm thinking about what I'm about to say. <laughs> anyway, you can message us with, uh, uh, a uh, a little message there if you want. Give us all the criticism you want, and we'll cry. Mm. Um, I do it already. I've been wearing earplugs to go to bed. Yeah, I won't even hear the haters. <laughs> Trent, so if, good luck. If they need to find you, where would you be? Venus, <laughs> I guess. Same here. I'm going to be chilling with Venus. Uh, I'm your lover. What's your desire? I do plan on finding the ninth planet Nibiru soon. Uh, after Venus, I'm going to be putting on a little mask, and I'm going to be called the Hurricane, and I'm going to be using my power of Venus to uh, cause storms. This episode sucked. <laughs>